Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned into the best fatherhood radio show in the world. Furthering Fathering Radio Show. The Furthering Fathering Radio Show. The brothers are back in the building. Brother J in NYC and Brother L in the ATL. The Furthering Fathering Radio Show starts in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You ready? Let's get the conversation started. I emphasize that if anyone is listening to this as a replay or listening to it live, Connect with Furthering Fathering. You will be encouraged. You will be edified. The 20, 30 minutes that we're on the radio chopping it up is nothing compared to the energy and the strength you will receive from men who love you just because you're a man. And then as they get to know you, they speak life to you, they challenge you, they affirm you, and they enable you to be powerful where you're needed, which is with your family. Brother Derek, you're saying hello. Not only, it's not only um, good for the child, but I think it's a mandate from God. Um, I think the heart of the Father belongs to men, and God has called us to be that for as many children as we can. So I don't echo everything you said. I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board with that, and I think um, the call is for more men to embrace that truth so that we can begin to rebuild our community, our nation, one family at a time. Yes, yes, it's that time again. Welcome to another Further Involving Radio Show. And we are so happy to be with you on another Tuesday evening. I am one of your co-hosts, Brother L, coming to you live from the ACL and on the other line. I have my partner in crime, the AKA Bishop. What up, Brother Jay? How we doing today, Doc? Ah, uh, you know what I'm going to say. I am excited <laughs> to be alive. Woo, mm. what a beautiful July 7th. 7-7-2020. Yes. There's the symmetry there. Uh, <laughs> speaking of balance and um, we're going to be going into, uh, we're going to have a special guest on board, um, Mr. Stephen Nowotniak, um, an occupational therapist. Um, but, um, you know, you know, we're going into relationships on this show and also on tomorrow we'll be streaming our, our, on live um, video. And we'll be dealing with the seven levels of relationship. But you know, yeah. since we're talking about relationship and, you know, the things are starting to open back up again. You know, um, mm-hmm. we want to talk about deal, being practical and dealing with difficult relationships. But you know how we always do. We want to give uh, honor to the ultimate father, our Abba, who in Romans 12, verses 15 to 21, tells us how to really operate in difficult relationships. And he says, and it says, rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep be of the same mind one toward another mind not high things but condescend to men of low estate be not wise in your own conceits recompense to no man evil for evil provide 
things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. In so doing, thou shalt reap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for you are good. You are great and greatly to be praised. You are the ultimate Father and teach us how to operate in long-suffering kindness, in patience, and in kindness. Help us, Lord, to to, to uh, uh, put rubber where it meets the road when it comes to our patience and our kindness, that we do connect uh, uh, through our ethos, through our pathos, and through our logos, that we, we do uh, uh, connect with people and, and love them right where they are toward you. Uh, bless us, Lord, in this call. We thank you, Lord, for helping us deal with difficult situations because our conversation with you is our guidance system to deal with difficulty. Help us to pray and maintain our contact with you. Your word says to pray without ceasing. That means to always not only have our mouth and heart engaged toward you, but have our ear engaged toward you so that we can grow in faith. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We thank you in Jesus' name, the matchless name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen and amen. Woo, exciting times, amen. man. Exciting times. Yeah. Exciting times. Uh, um, um, you know, um, I, I, I know you're excited. I'm excited. And, and we we have our call, a call on the line, and it's, it, you know, we can, in our excitement, we cannot uh, forget those who are not feeling so excited right now. Those who have been yeah. sheltering in place, maybe they've lost their job, they're, there's been bickering in the house. Um, but you know, to add on to that, maybe there's some undiagnosed uh, uh, mental strain or illness, whether it be depression, whether it be uh, bipolar disorder, whether it be uh, 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 um, behavioral personality, personality, antisocial personality disorders. Um, but during this time, it's time to to slow down, pay attention to who you're talking to. You, you might have to get into your time machine and go back to where they came from to understand where they're coming from. So uh, uh, we, we we can't wait to open up this this discussion because there's so many that need to hear this. Um, Go ahead, Al. You, I know you have got something to say. I know you got something to say. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I just wanted to say, I, you, you know what it was, though, Jay. And thank you, man, for you know setting us up as you always do so eloquently. Um, you know, you, you just hit on a lot of stuff, and I know, you know, our brother Stephen's gonna come on as an occupational therapist, but you know, you was talking about stuff that is diagnosed, things that are just, um, you know. Um, Beneath those layers of onions But Jay It can just be the weight Of day to day You know it, it yes. it's really us You know it doesn't have to be a difficult Situation it, it, it could just be Weight upon weight upon weight You know because again You know there's always A, a, a culmination of things that really Get 
get you to that breaking point. It's just not that one thing. But I think if we can understand how to cope, um, how to manage our emotions in a healthy way, because, you know, we always talk about our, our, our kids are always watching us. Their first learning style is observation. You know, that that's what I would love to walk away with today. You know, um, how do we, you know, because, you know, last night, man, uh, it was just something that was on Kenny's heart, like at 650. You know, he just blasted like 20 brothers on an email and said, hey, man, let's just have a mental health check. And then we went on the Zoom, went on Facebook. And, and you know, it was just like, you know, I, he just felt the need to just check in because the weekend was just crazy, man. Young kids being killed, you know, the weight of fathers losing their little ones. Uh, there was another shooting where uh, uh, a man is crossing the street in New York and he's gunned down, you know, holding his daughter's hand. Like, especially around the pandemic, all this other stuff that's going on, you know, and we're trying to just, as you say, man, we sheltering in grace, you know, we're trying to just take one day at a time and be the best that we could possibly be. So that's what I wanted to also add, you know, it, whether you're diagnosed or undiagnosed, I know I'm probably walking around undiagnosed, but I just want to know what is the best way that I can take on the weight of dad, protector, provider, the weight of uh, uh, operating an organization, uh, just the weight of being a great father. How do we take on all of those responsibilities and still keep that smile on our face um, and, and joy in our heart? So that's what that's all I want to say, and I just want to thank everybody for joining us today. And I know that this conversation is going to be great, and we have our rollover conversation which we invite you all to join us tomorrow, live streaming, 6.30, on our Christian Network of Fathers Facebook page. So we'll we'll be uh, talking about that before we close out today. But, yeah, man, let's get into the topic, brother. I'm excited as well, brother. Yeah, uh, as I bring in uh, Brother Stephen, Brother Stephen Nowotniak, um, you know, one of the most difficult things is understanding where rude, controlling, abrasive people are coming from sometimes uh, they will look, you know, to to, to justify their wrong uh, and bad communication. And um, you know, sometimes you have to understand that uh, in their desperation, they seek for agreement with their wrong, and um, uh, that is the process of the heart becoming hard. I know we're talking about mental uh, issues, but uh, and, and mental health, but. God describes it as the hardening of the heart as you become callous. Um, and so how do you uh, soften a hard heart? You, you know, you, you, first you never worship anyone's anger. You worship God. And you never fight fire with fire. You fight fire with water. And the water is the word with prayer and patience. Allow the Holy Spirit uh, uh, to, to, to speak to you, to know how to deal with them. Deflect the darkness and reflect God's light. Uh, exp- uh, uh, and and with that, I, I want to bring in uh, Stephen Nowotniak, um, who is an occupational therapist. Um, he his group is um, the Compass, Compass Recovery Recover- Coaching. Co- Recovery Coaching up in Buffalo, New yep. York. How you doing, Stephen? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? Ah, excited Great, to be Welcome alive, to the show, Stephen. 
<laughs> excellent, excellent. I'm really excited that you guys invited me in on this show. This is going to be fun. And I think that what you're talking about is that ability to um, work through difficult relationships and how do we stay grounded in meaningful value-based living during a time of chaos is, is very apropos for now. So this is really timely, and I really I think this is great. I think this is great. Um, um, as an occupational therapist, and, and, and if you want to tell a little bit about your history dealing with, with mental uh, illness, because uh, Compass Recovery deals with, uh, with folks in, who are in uh, 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 psychiatric uh, conditions that are being treated. Am I correct? Yeah, so my history is this. Is I'm a licensed occupational therapist, and as a licensed occupational therapist, I really focus on helping people do those things that are important to them. So as we're all facing our life situations, we can have some challenges due to medical reasons, due to mental health reasons, whatever those case might be, physical reasons, and how do I support people in overcoming those challenges so people can have a meaningful, fulfilling life. And personally, I live with a bipolar condition. I was hospitalized in August of 2002 with severe depression. And when I was in the hospitalization, I was diagnosed with bipolar. And it's kind of like finding out what's the puppeteer that's kind of pulling the strings and, and how some of my behaviors were not necessarily in conjunction with what the circumstances around me were. And then um, through the course of 10 years of trying to live with this thing, I went from being a teacher to being an occupational therapist. And currently I'm a stepdad of two teenagers, and I work at the Buffalo Psychiatric Center. So it's come around full circle, but I, I'm, I'm, I really like the fact that I was able to give purpose to my pain. And the whole idea with Compass Recovery Coaching is it's really taking that, that, that coaching perspective, which is helping people work through some of those challenging emotions or challenging situations and being able to put things into practice so they can have a fulfilling life. So that's a little bit about my story and kind of where I'm coming from. And I, and I, and I got to say, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely an interesting process because, like, with the bipolar part, one thing that it's taught me is that we live in two worlds. There's the internal world, which is how we're feeling, what we're thinking, what our internal emotions are, all that kind of stuff. And then there's the external world, and that's the world of the situations and circumstances that we're living in. And that can be a battle. And a lot of times some difficult behaviors have nothing to do with the external situation that people are confronting. It's everything to do with an expression of an internal discomfort or an internal pain. So a lot of times behavior doesn't make sense in the situation because it's not about the external situation. It's about the internal feeling. That, that's, that's powerful. That's powerful. Yeah, that's um, good stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, um, you know, there, you know, there, there, there's three things that deal with um, how people connect and are persuaded, and you know, we always want to persuade people towards their hopes. And, and, and even when I did uh, a Bible study with my family, uh, we talked about these three parts of persuasion. People who have ad companies do it, but people who also go, go to seminary understand these three things. And there's, there's ethos. There's pathos and there's logos. Ethos is um, credibility. It is right or wrong. It is ethics. Uh, pathos is emotions and values. And logos is logic, reason, and I, I sum it up as righteous wisdom. And um, th those three things, can, if, if constantly 
uh, encouraged because what you said is there are internal things uh, that respond to the external things. Now, if someone from the outside can to the inside to show to show hope to to shed light on the areas that are clearly right and wrong that are that, that where there's justice where there's righteousness uh, uh, and and you see it in the person and and point them in the right direction uh, the same thing with with uh, pathos with with their feelings and their emotions and their values and you want to because sometimes when you're hurting you turn away from what what you're most valuable you know very and and it's sad to say one of the signs of someone who is suicidal is they start giving away things that are valuable um they start losing touch with what's valuable um they they, they it's a why bother uh, uh kind of feeling and um uh, with regard to logos it's logic. Well, you know, the word is logos. Uh, so um, it's reasoning. Even God said, come, let us reason together. It is the, it's funny that you went from uh, teacher to, to occupational. Really, you haven't changed the title. You've just changed the title, but what you're doing is still the same thing. You're still pointing people toward uh, their, best, their purpose. And, and, and achieving their purpose. And that's what encouragement is, is supposed to encourage people toward their purpose. So, so Steve, can, can you talk to us about, some, uh, uh, you know, you, you don't use any names or what have you, but uh, um, uh, uh, issues that you've run into where people uh, were highly depressed or uh, struggling with Social uh, or personality disorders, or bipolar, or or schizophrenia, or any of the other uh, uh, issues, because of the encouragement, where you point to what's right or wrong, you point to uh, uh, the good the good values that they have, and you point to what makes sense, uh, how it helped them, and 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 can, can you give us a victory, a, a story where someone has overcome. Yeah, and one of the nice things is I do a lot with the peer movement, and the peer movement are people that live with a mental illness, that live with a mental condition, and are doing well with it. Because a lot of times there's a stereotype out there and there's a stigma out there that just because someone is working with a mental health condition, I mean, somehow they're broken and unable to do things. And so there's more and more now that the stigma is going down and that people are being being more open with it, we're able to talk about mental health concerns in a more constructive way, and people are getting better from it. And I know for one person that um, I've been through, one time this uh, person was not able to get out of their house. They were really in their in their house. They were afraid to get outside. They they were just stuck in fear. Uh, all that kind of stuff. And so when some peers worked with them, they slowly over time started to go from the couch to let's say the porch. And then from the porch, they went to the mailbox. And then from the mailbox, they took us a little walk down to the corner store to get a cup of coffee. And, and over time, this person by constantly stepping outside of the comfort zone, just a little bit, just a little bit, um, actually ended up doing a drive from um, Buffalo, New York down to Virginia and before when they were totally shut in, they, they, they weren't able to get out of their house, and then they did a road trip. So that's pretty exciting to see how people can kind of work through some of those fears and some of those difficulties. And I think one of the big things that we look at when we're doing that is working on, like you said, people's strengths and also that hope, that hope that something can get better and will get better, even if we're going through a difficult time now. And one of the things that's really important with that 
is working on principles. Like what's the value that I want to do? What's the principle that I want to live out? I can't always feel good, right? I'm not always going to feel good, but I can right. choose to what I'm going to live into. And if I can focus in on that principle and live that principle, regardless of how I feel, there's power in that. And there's empowerment in that. And I think that's what when some of the subjects you're talking about with the Bible speaks to is looking at those principles and values that we want to live into and living into the hope versus the circumstance and the, and the discomfort. Myself wow. with the bipolar, yeah. Myself with the bipolar uh, uh, condition. Go ahead. Go go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just saying really quick with the bipolar condition. There was, I mean, I when I was dealing with depression, I had a hard time taking a shower in the morning and getting up and going, and I didn't know what this thing was. I, I felt I felt hopeless. I felt like the world was stacked against me. I had my master's degree, and I know, and I had no idea how to live. Um, and it wasn't until I started to find out about this stuff to start coming up with value-based living versus feeling-based living that that started to open the door to then give purpose to my pain. And what I have found is that there's one thing to cope with an uncomfortable situation and just try to get through it. There's another thing to have an uncomfortable situation and learn its value, to learn a lesson from it, to get a teaching from it, and then to apply that lesson to support others. And if you can do that, that gives you purpose to your pain, and that's far more empowering than just trying to cope with an uncomfortable situation. That mm. is powerful. And, 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 no, Stephen, that's that's great. I, I just wanted to ask you. So, so Stephen, if, if you mentioned two things, so you mentioned hope, and then you mentioned some um, principle. So, if if um, you know, it's funny. Uh, my gifting is is an enhancer. Jeremy's is a, is an encourager. You know, so we we work well together, you know, to help fathers especially get to a better place. So, you know, what what would you say to the dad that um, um, going through, um, you know, that, that one, that one weighty instance on top of another, then potentially hit with another stressor of, of, uh, unemployment or just financial challenges, you know, what, what would you, or how would you give him something that he can walk away with and start applying that would help him cope with those stresses, especially so, in, in the society that we're in now, you know, uh, unfortunately, but it's, it's, it's the reality, you know, um, being black, dealing with, some type of systemic racism or, or other oppression or, you know, not feeling valued or, or heard and, and, you know, the, the, the cries of the unheard, you know, it, it can, can really mount up to something a little more difficult that now, you know, has to bring in the, the, uh, police and, and um, the strain of, of society. What would you say to that father that is dealing with multiple stresses you know, that, that would just give him some hope that, you know, th this too he can manage and, and help him out of a, a dark space where he can see light at the end of the tunnel. Sure. The biggest thing that I would I'll – I'll tell you what I would hang on to, and I'm just going to give a real quick metaphor, is that I did a mixed martial arts fight when I was in my mid-30s. And I know that, you know, you go into it, you can have the best plan in the world, and you can have it all thought out when, when, you're, when you're outside the ring. But once you step into the ring and you take your first hit, 
plan goes all out to whack because <laughs> once you're hit, then you're reeling, right? And then, then you're a little punch yeah. drunk, and then you're dealing with some wobbly, and then, you know, things aren't moving <laughs> the way that you thought they were going to. And the biggest yeah. thing that was is remembering that what are those core principles? What's that core principle that you're going to live into and lean into regardless of how you feel? So, like, in the fight, mm-hmm. it was keeping my hands up, it was, and it was keeping leaning into my opponent. So that way, as, as I was getting knocked around, I would keep my legs under me, and I would just keep leaning in. I would keep pressing in and keep, keep pressing the attack, keep pressing the battle. And so with this mm-hmm. kind of thing, when you're feeling oppressed, when you're feeling that pain, it's not, about, you're not, it's not about shirking the pain. It's not about giving in to the pain. It's about leaning into the principle and the value that you want to live out and live into. And the one thing that I've come to find is that you know, our ego is one thing, um, our ego can be very selfish. Our ego can get bruised. And then if we're, if we're living out of ego, that's not strong. But like you like mentions those principles in the Bible, those are time-tested and true. And if you can find one, one or two that you want to live into and lean into those while you're feeling discomfort, um, now you're dealing with another level. Mm. Mm. That's awesome. No, I love it, man. You know, it, it, I, I love it, man. No, thank you, because for me, you know, I'm always looking for what's that practical application, because often we get asked the questions, and, you know, we can take the deep dive, and sometimes it's just not that one thing. you got to really get to know a person's heart and their intentions. So before you know it, though, you're in a conversation, and you're really in the weeds. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but really understanding, you know, wh- what is it that, you know, as a father that they will hold on to, and there's uh, a hope for a brighter future for their child. So, you know, for, for us, that's, that's where we try to make that connection. Um, so thank you for that, man. And uh, I really commend, you know, you, you giving your story and sharing your heart, man, like how you even had to overcome your, your, your own struggles with depression. So, you know, if, if that, if that's not a boost of encouragement, I don't know what is, man. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Uh, uh, what's funny is um, the reason I said wow was when I said the Bible study I did with my family, the name of the Bible study that, that was Principles, Patience, Patterns, and Process. And you went right to principles. Which is the, and, and, and for the listeners, we did not talk about this beforehand. So that's why, that's where mm-hmm. the wow came from. Um, the, um we have one. We have another caller on the line, and I believe it's Pastor Brown. I know he's been listening. I know he has. He's picked up something. Am I correct, Pastor Brown? You in the house? Pastor Brown. Yes, we have. We have only a few more minutes left. Um, is, is there anything that you picked up from the conversation between Steve uh, Lamont and I that 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 uh, you wanna you wanna pick up something that maybe we missed or or add something or 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 uh, uh, connect with something that was already said Well my thing is I just go with the uh, Spiritual part of it um, And with, Nowadays when you get to that point When something keeps hitting you Keep hitting you, keep hitting you, keep hitting you And I um, I had a year of that Last year and the first part of this year When something just kept hitting me But my thing was I just say Whatever going on, God is in control He knows what he's And I had to leave my faith into him And let him take control He's, not, uh, he's never failed me yet, no matter if I have to hit the ground and bounce, bounce back up. But I'm not going to um, give up my faith. And one thing about um, when you have depression, um, you can only 
sometimes the people don't see that the problem. They got you got to let God fix it because you can't fix a problem that you don't know that the problem. You got to understand that part. You got to identify that devil. You got to un- identify that spirit. Like this is what bothers me, and I'm not gonna let the spirit beat me. And I'm gonna turn it over to God, and I'm gonna do what I gotta do yes. to get out of it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So keep it's, it's going right to where. Um, when he talked about principle, you know, in Proverbs 3, it says wisdom is the principal thing. Now, there are two principles. There's P-R-I-N-C-P-A-L, which means the first thing, or the P-R-I-N-C-P-L-E, which is what he was talking about, which is uh, um, um, a, a, a standard, right? So if you go to the principal thing, the wisdom of God, it will supply the standard, the value that you can lean into. See, if uh, if a father who is down leans into God during this difficult time, he'll find that the weight is lifted. Some of the weight is lifted off, where where, where now the encourager and the enhancer can come in, and they can have that aha that they would not recognize before. Uh, uh, so, so it's it's multi- multiple uh, multiple levels of relationship, which which, which we're going to talk about uh, tomorrow on the video show. Uh, uh, make sure you check us out on Christian Network of Fathers on Facebook. Um, also, we'll also be on Furthering Fathering Corporation uh, on Facebook. But um, uh, it's important that if you keep God first, even when you're down. You can still have victory no matter if you're dealing with uh, 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 something that has been diagnosed or something that has not been diagnosed. We cannot have all or do not know all the answers, but God knows it all. Uh, thank you, Stephen, for, for, for being on the show, and I'm going to pray out real quick. Uh, and, Pastor, and Pastor Brown, I love you, Lamont. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for you do not give us the spirit of fear but that of power, love and a sound mind you give the sound mind lord when we are discomfited when we are dealing with disquieted and we are troubled lord when we're dealing with the internal storms and sometimes the st- we're walking through actual storms and we're dealing with internal storms so you lord we have to be quiet and hear you as you speak to us while we're in the storm and we can trust you to speak to the storm that we're in, but even more importantly, you can speak to the storm that is in us. And in each case, you will say, peace, be still. And because you said to be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication, make our requests made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Wisdom is the principal thing. You are the principal. We thank you for teaching us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Until next week. And, Steve, we want to do a special with you at some some point. We'll talk to you later. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye.